an incident. That's what you get when you don't leave the space. I am stupid. I am stupid. Get in there, Lewis. Hello, and welcome back to Fan Behavior and F1 Podcast. I am Zoe, and I'm here with Hannah. Hi, Zoe. Hello, Hannah. How are you? Oh, you know. Um, In full disclosure, this is like our 75th time trying to record this episode. Mm-hmm. We've had many an audio issue. Um, so, But this one's going to be the one. This is I feel it. Be the one. I feel it. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna get through it. Um, how was your week? My week was great. Okay. Um, went to see J May, which you know we love a little John Mayer. Yes, so it's good stuff. We do, we do. Um, well, good. Um, fun episode ahead of us. Very Obviously, excited. You know, no race this weekend, so we got always come up with new things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But before we do all of that, just want to say a quick thank you. To everyone who has found our show in the last couple of weeks, I do kind of think we maybe need to do some sort of, I don't know, refresher or like, I think there's a lot of people that have found our show in the last few months or a few weeks yeah. that don't know like our history oh, sure. or whatever. Um, if you are a new listener to the show, we do have an episode that came out last or in December where we explain why we changed our show into an F1 show. If you're curious as to what the reason was for that. We also have, I think, our first episode of mm-hmm. the show completely. We dive into like our friendship history and how we became friends. We have some other, we have some other get to know us stuff yeah. sprinkled in there. If anyone's curious, um, I'm not going to pretend like you know we are the most fascinating people in the world and everyone wants to know everything I mean, about our us. Our parents think we're cool, exactly, because they have to. But if anyone's interested, yeah. they are there. But we we might do we we can do more. Like we got a lot of questions or people were commenting that you know they didn't know that I, I ran in or ran in. I saw Charlotte Claire. Oh, yes. Monaco. Mm-hmm. Um, which there is an what episode. A day. We did. I think it's called Zoe saw Charlotte Claire. Yeah. IRL. And she recognized him because of his arms. Those, those hands and those arms. Wow. That says a lot about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, thank you for finding our show. Thank you for leaving us five star reviews ratings i did say in a previous episode that i would read a review from someone just you know to give a shout out and to say thank you so we're gonna we're gonna do that today Love it. so uh this is one of the reviews that we've gotten recently from a listener that was just very nice and wanted to i don't know is it kind of a little bit weird like self-indulgent to read a no, nice we, review about us we told the people that i mean is it self-indulgent maybe but it makes us feel good keeps us positive and going <laughs> You know, clears yeah. the noise. Yeah. Thank you for haters. sending them because they, they do. They're really nice. They're really nice. And they do make us feel when we're on our 75th time trying to start this podcast. Yeah. It's the words. It's it's these reviews that keep yeah. us going. Plus, they may have only written a review because they were hoping to be shouted out. So, so, so who true. are we to deny that them? Such a good, that's such a good point. Okay. So this one is from Hoofing. I don't know if it's Hillary, Hilaire. Something like that. I apologize if that's not how you pronounce your name. I'm assuming it's not really your name or it's a nickname mm-hmm. because everyone puts their nicknames on Apple Podcasts. Um, okay, this is the the review. As a, as a big podcast listener, but more recent fan of F1, I hadn't found a podcast that allowed me to dive into F1 without having to pause frequently to understand what the hosts were talking about due to deep historical technical knowledge. Yeah, we don't have that here. No, that's no, no, no. I was saying that, not her. Or them, whoever it is. Okay. It's casual banter and funny commentary without the proclaimed expertise that reminds me a lot of my favorite murder. Whoa. I'm finding myself trying to interject into their conversation despite being alone in my minivan because I have no one else to talk to about the sport. I happened onto their Instagram and then listened to my first episode today and I'm all in. We need to see more women in F1, especially in commentary and this podcast fits the bill. Wow, that's so nice. First of all, nice my message. favorite murder comparison is Whoa. huge. Um, that's a very big deal. So thank you so much. And I love when I'm listening to a podcast and I inter- like I interject in conversation oh, all the time too. Same. So that feels really nice and cool that we're so providing that for someone. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for thank you. sharing that. We will we'll make it a, a thing. We'll, we'll we'll share one a week just as, yeah. a, as a thank you to people who have, you know. And if it feels self-righteous or indulgent, let us know. We won't do it anymore. This was kind of lame. We liked, we like to give you a review, but like, just don't talk about it. That's fine too. Just keep us posted. (laughs) Um, But seriously, in in all sincerity, thank you. And thank you for those that have messaged us saying that they like the show. 
or just reached out in general we love talking to you guys on dms Mm -hmm. so we're always there in the in the instagram dms reach out if you have anything you want to talk about um anything else you want to add tysm tysm i l y s m um all the acronyms or is that what all the sms acronym i think so okay anyway who cares Okay, let's get into our fan info. Yeah, we don't do facts here, remember? No, yeah, but, yeah, I did like how it was like, how it's like little technical, well, not, I mean, but that's but what's the point. That's where, the whole point. I want it to be like digestible because I need digestible information because it, get, it does get really technical. And I appreciate the people who put that content out. Right. I am not capable of putting right. out that content. Well, and also it's, as we've said this before, like, there are people who want that content, mm-hmm. but there's people like us who don't want that, who like yeah. F1 the way we like F1, and yeah. that's why this podcast is for them. So you, if you're if, if you're listening to the show, you already get this. Yes. I, mean, okay. I don't know who we're trying to pitch here, but <laughs> <laughs> you guys are already here. So shout out to you. Exactly. Okay. Fan of the week. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um. So I just thought this was really cool. And it's, I guess, a little bit of a... I know we're doing a different pop culture crossover, but it's kind of the same. But Who at Where put out an article called The Female Content Creators Ushering in a New Era of Formula One, um, which featured Tony Brown, a.k.a. F1 Tony, Michaela, a.k.a. She Loves F1. It was also the first time I saw her last name, which kind of threw me for a loop. (laughs) Um, And then Lizzie McIntosh. And I, um, we had Michaela on an episode last year, I guess. She's going to come back on. I know. We're very excited. But I just... It's really cool to see what's the word publications, I guess, yeah. that are not really in the world, but yeah. recognizing the world. And those are three creators that we really love and follow. And I appreciate all the content that they put out. Like, you know, again, it's kind of a mix of what we like to do. Like Michaela's very on board with like all, you know, the Thirsty Thursday, like love. It's my favorite. And I just love that she's continues to post what she's posting and yeah. doesn't let the haters like stop her from doing it. I just, I don't know. I feel really grateful to like, can, like be a part of a community that is doing a lot of cool things in the sport and being recognized for it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was cool. And I think it's just kind of crazy that we've been involved for such a small amount of time, but I think within that time to see the growth yeah. of the community has yeah. been super, super cool. And to just see that, Either, for all the hate out there, all the also respect that's been shown to a lot of these creators, I just think is really cool. So yeah, that was very very cool. Big fan. Yes, and congrats to those three. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, that's a very cool thing to have happen. Yeah, so. and I we obviously don't know like we I think had some social media interactions. I don't know if we have with Lizzie, but with uh, Tony, and obviously we've talked to Michaela, and she's just such like she's such a sweet person. Yeah, I also uh fan 1a is Michaela <laughs> I saw she um her and her husband have some airbnbs and one of the airbnbs they have ha- is formula 1 themed oh cool we absolutely must go there and yeah. stay there and uh, live podcast yeah oh my that would be so fun we'll have to talk to her about that yeah but they her um the bathroom in that house is botas themed oh. And it's amazing. That's amazing. And obviously the the infamous picture of I course. guess it's the is famous it, picture. Yeah. Infamous is bad, right? Yeah, infamous is bad, but it yeah, so, but the hit the butt picture. But it's it's con- it's a little edgy, so maybe it kind of is in- infamous. Interesting, but so that's in I the bathroom, know. which yeah. I just love. You love to see it, yeah, because I have it in my bathroom. Yes, you do. Um, okay, my fan um, is that Lando and Lewis went golfing together. Love, which was funny for a couple reasons. Well, one, it's obviously Lewis posted the photo. It was him, his uncle, mm-hmm. Lewis's uncle, and Lando. And I feel like Lewis, Lewis is interesting because because of his age, he doesn't have like really any peers. Like I feel yeah. like all the people that he was racing with when he like, got into F1, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. The only person that's older than him is Fernando. And then everyone's, <laughs> and then everyone's like much younger than him. Right. Like, even Checo, even, even Valtteri are like, you know, six, six years so younger weird. than him. So I feel like he doesn't have like his peers mm-hmm. around him because they're all gone essentially. Um, and so I feel like he doesn't do as much with other drivers. So seeing him like spending time with Lando is funny. But then I saw this clip that came out of Lando on Twitch. Mm-hmm. He was talking to his friend Max. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Like his, um, what's their company? Quadrant. Yeah. He, like works with him. Um, Lando was like, you'll never guess who I played golf with today. And he was like fangirling out. That's cute. It. And I guess he said that he just happened to show up to the golf course and Lewis was already there. 
And Lewis was like, do you want to just like join us? Oh my gosh, that's so and cute. So they do you think together. they were commiserating over their garbage cars and just <laughs> McLaren so. in general? Well, I don't know if Lewis, Lewis has a bad relationship with McLaren. I, has, I mean, he won his first championship with Yeah, okay. McLaren, so, so I think fine, he probably but... feels... He, he even said in a previous... I saw some interview with him. He talked about how he... Um, he always finds himself kind of rooting for McLaren. Mm-hmm. Like they're, you know, his, I guess, second favorite team just sure. want, wants to see them do well because obviously that's the team that got, got him into F1. Um, that's nice. Love to see it. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, they probably were like, oh God, our car. I mean, Lando especially, but comparatively, Lewis is also fall. I mean, it's not as bad as McLaren, but from where he was to where he is, it's it probably feels just as bad as Lando's fall mm-hmm. from grace. But I like seeing drivers interact outside of, racing and you know it was fun yeah um okay your foe um well i kind of have two no i'm gonna use this the only one so the fia yes this was sort of my foe last week too but the i mean what a it was like a it was like the most chaotic tennis match like the back and forth of the podium switch yes i do think they made the right decision i do too i think it's weird like you maybe should have had all of these conversations before you announced the change from Fernando to George and then back to Fernando. Yeah. I will say though, I really appreciate there. I feel like they're all hand like George has been such a hilarious King about the whole thing. Literally my, my foe is the FIA reversing their decision. And and then I said, but, but the fan in me says, I love how much Merck leaned into it. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny. And I just, it's, it's a very smart way to do it. It's obviously a bummer, but I think even George was like, makes t- total sense and um didn't he take a picture with it was like you know send me your address or something oh, and then like the merc admin driving the f- driving the trophy back to the yes. aston martin headquarters and then them like changing the photo of george holding the trophy and then writing p4 yeah is, it was funny it's very funny i i think you know this the social media teams are just yeah. they i really hope that they're getting the credit they yeah, deserve and that too. they're getting paid um the way that they should be because they're very brilliant and I, I don't know i just thought it was handled very well um considering the absolute chaos that it was i know and you're right it will the whole reason that that uh or i guess one of the reasons why aston martin was able to get them to reverse the decision was because they showed the fia i think like seven instances where other teams mm. touched or like the jack touched the car before and then they didn't get penalized yeah and a lot of people and this has brought up a lot of other stuff which is like okay if if you were able to reverse this decision ocon well ocon but also lewis and max 2021 interesting um, like why you deep know cut. that was <laughs> deep cut that was the one time that this situation happened that unlapped car only the you know we all know yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. roll but um and it just and it but it 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 is true it's like you can't you can't be flip-flopping you can't right. be making decisions then reversing decisions taking things back it's just it delegitimizes your entire organization right and you then everyone's always going to be saying well you for fernando that one time you all these things it's just yeah you have yeah. to you have to just write the rule book yeah. and follow the yes. rule book and i you know it's one of those things like in basketball or like there are bad calls that are made even though we know what a foul is or we know what a travel is or whatever or calls that aren't seen or aren't made that's human error no i I understand and i think in this instance like there's a bit of human error probably in the when they missed those you know previously you know and they didn't see them or you know or they didn't call it whatever yeah but at, at the end of the day it's like you have to be consistent in what you're doing and to me it's like okay if there's seven recorded instances in the last handful of years that Aston Martin was easily able to sure. pick out in that short amount of time, yeah. then maybe the rule needs to change to the jacks can touch the car yeah. because, or you cannot come out of the like the jacks guys can't come out of the garage until the five seconds is that or something. It's like it, the, it's obviously not working for the pit crew. It's you know what I mean? Clear. Like we've got it. It's got to be really clear so that the pit crew can be trained appropriately and communicated with appropriately. And then the FIA can make, you know, reason, reasonable, reasonable calls. Yeah. Well, and even I saw, I think Tony, so logical, you know, yeah, I think Tony actually said there's not a, con- there's not consistent FIA stewards for the entire season that they, that they change out. So it's like, 
let's have cons- now obviously people say well yeah there's not the same ref doesn't do the same mm-hmm. but obviously that's different and and any sport you can't there's not there's not just 20 basketball games in the nba right you know each team plays 80 basketball games so you multiply that by 30 plus teams there's no way you could have the same crews doing them but but another thing i was going to say is um you know we we are i hear a lot in sports other sports um, people will get mad about referees making calls late in games. Yes. They'll be mad about, um, let's use soccer as an example, because I feel like that's, you know, the most international sport. Like if a foul is called, if a penalty kick is called in the 89th minute of a game, but it's a sort, it's, it, it's a foul, but maybe it's kind of soft. People will be mad about it because they'll be like, the, the, the referee shouldn't decide a game. Yeah. It's late, but I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah. if it happens in the 89th minute or the second minute. A foul's a foul. If it happens, it happens. And yeah. I think it's the same thing with the FIA, especially with the Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen thing. They, the whole reason that this all happened was because they didn't want the race to end under a safety car. Mm-hmm. But you can't, whether the crash, whether the TV crashes in the 55th lap or the second lap, the rule is the rule. Correct. That's my feeling on it. Yeah. I know people will, whatever. But it's, so it's just, have the rules stick to the rules yeah and if the rules need to be amended that's yes, fine too but you exactly. can't just decide when the rules matter and when they don't because right. you could say if if a crash happens that requires a safety car after the fifth you know with with less than 10 laps to go in the race automatic red flag yeah you could change it so that you can still get your laps of racing it a hundred percent yeah if it doesn't work for you, change it, but you can't pick and choose when to implement and when not to. Right. But also, you know, it's always been done this way. So why would we change anything? <laughs> very, very frustrating. I mean, I really think, again, we got to get down to Ferrari. I know. We got to go to the FIA. We got to whip them into shape. We, I mean, what else do we have to do? I think there's some other things. There's just so much, plan. but we can't do it unless we get your five star review. We're going to go to the FIA and say, you guys, we have this many podcast five star re- reviews. Therefore, <laughs> you must listen to us. Yeah, exactly. So that is so true. It's really our currency. You know, the five star oh, review is a crypto. You're it's not- a cryptocurrency. <laughs> bitcoin <laughs> yeah it's our it's podcast bitcoin you're not wrong and it's how we it's how we get ahead in this world so. help us help you <laughs> it's free for you <laughs> anyway okay oh. moving along um i just went on a whole tangent about sports, no i love that so that was fun okay f1 learning moment this is a quick one but i think it's interesting i'm gonna ask you a question Ooh. how many components do you think are on or in an f1 car total over or under a hundred, way over. 100. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I feel like actually they were talking about this on Dak Shepherd's F one podcast. Um, so like eleven hundred or something, more than that. Way more. Way more. Way more. Fifty six hundred. Way more. Ten thousand. Way more. A million. Less. Okay. Uh, did I say five hundred thousand already? It's less than that. It's less than a hundred thousand. Oh. Um. 94,000. Close. 80,000. That's 80,000 so components. In an now, F1 are they car. counting like each bolt and screw? Yeah, I oh, think okay. So. I, I think like every single bolt, I think every piece that goes into making an F1 car, there's eight, over 80,000. That's 000 bonkers, especially components. when you think about the fact that they literally travel globally and have yeah. to have crazy a million of all of those pieces so insane um so that's your little fun 80, fact 80,000 pieces it's weird that it's a round number i know i mean it's around, approximately yeah, yeah it might be you know 80,103 i don't know but mm-hmm. uh, i also have a fun Longest. fact which okay. i posted on tiktok today but um i think it's kind of crazy and again it goes back to our whole discussion about you know something happening seven times doesn't mean it's going to happen an eighth time type of thing that mm-hmm. we've had that so Every driver that has earned an 100 or over 100 podiums or 101 podiums. So we're talking Fernando. We're talking Fernando now. But um, I think Alan Prost, um, Michael Schumacher, Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, Kimi Raikkonen. Those are the five that have done it. Okay. On their 101st podium, they all won. Whoa. So. Interesting. Will Fernando Alonso, if he gets to 101, will that be a win? Huh. And it'll be six in a row. So it's just, it's not, it's 
the hundred and first is a win. It's, a win. it's not that it comes like right after. No, yeah, that's Their interesting. First podium is a win. Well, if there's any year for it to happen, it's certainly this one. Now, obviously, only five drivers have gotten to a hundred and one podiums, so the sample size is quite small. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also love that Kimmy made it to yeah. hundred and one. I just love Kimmy. <laughs> um, like the other. Yeah, I mean, some unfortunately, there's many drivers who probably would have gotten to 101, but just um, like didn't live long enough, like Senna or you know mm-hmm. whatever. But um, and Max is like not far off. Max is like at, I don't know, he's like 20 podiums away or something like that from reaching 100 podiums. Well, and he'll certainly match that. Yeah. So hopefully Fernando doesn't. Yeah. So anyway, well, look out for Fernando win coming soon, guys. Your dad's not going to like that one. I know. <laughs> he will not. It, it will be interesting to see though if it if not, it holds true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a pop culture moment, not again, not a ton of stuff happened in the world of F1 and pop culture this week, but Lando Norris was on Tom Daly. So for those who don't know, Tom Daly, you probably know him because he had like quite the moment back in the Olympics. I think the his breakout was like 2012, which was the London Olympics. Mm-hmm. He's, He's a, a diver, diver. Yeah. Olympic diver. Everyone's just like, obsessed, obsessed with him. And he has a podcast mm-hmm. um, and he has like really big guests on, on his show, but he had Lando on his show and it was very sweet. It, the whole podcast is kind of about like love and like how you were like raised in love oh, and wow. like who kind of made you who you are. And um, he had this like very sweet little segment talking about his mom. Uh-huh. And Tom asks his guests to like write a love letter basically to like someone in, in their life. And, um, do it on the podcast and Lando did it to his mom. That's so nice. What yeah. an unexpected show for sweet little Lando. I know. So uh, nice. I'll have to take a listen. Yeah, take take a listen and um fun, fun, fun for Lando. Tom, Tom's a big knitter. He like knits a lot of things. And um, so he knitted um Lando recently did there was some article that came out talking about all the things Lando like can't live without. Mm. It, it, it wasn't GQ, or maybe it was GQ, but and he talked about how much he loves Capri Sun. The drink Capri Sun. Oh, fascinating. And so Love Tom a Capri Sun. They only last about one sip, but <laughs> well, yeah. Lando was like, they just remind me of my childhood. Yeah. And um Tom knitted Lando a Capri Sun holder, like with like a little strap. So oh, is it that? around his Capri Sun? That's amazing. <laughs> That's really cute. Anyway. Also, random, but I was watching um Niall Horan on Hot Ones this week. Uh-huh. Have any of the drivers ever been on Hot Ones? Because I, I would like so. to make a PSA that Sean has I mean, Daniel's the obvious choice. Oh, of course. But I any just, of them. really any of them, I feel like would He's be really good. like, I think Valtteri would be like low key, really funny. Yep. Max wouldn't do it. Um, Charles would be funny. Charles would be funny. Carlos would be funny. Pierre would be good. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of opportunity. And I just think that Sean. Yuki. Oh, so true. So true. I just Sean's one of my favorite interviewers ever. And I just think he's really good. And. I, need I just know see... that they would get so panicky. I need to see Yuki struggling to eat every single mm-hmm. chicken wing that would be very funny and talking about how much he hates like certain sauces that would be so funny yeah, yeah. sorry for the tangent but get on that so just make sure i wasn't missing content you know no totally um okay f1 question of the week this is where we you know exchange random f1 questions mm-hmm. go it's a random would you rather and i Great. don't know if we've talked about this before but here we Lay go it on me would you rather Charles win the uh driver's championship okay or it's literally my questions about world driver championships. Danny have a seat on the grid permanently. Permanently meaning just back on the grid. Okay. Can not I, at not in his current role, like okay, as a driver. But, and can I ask some more questions? You can. And I knew that when I wrote this, I should have been more specific, but go ahead. Is he happy? It's a fantastic question because I, I we don't know. Because it, I was th- actually thinking about that on the drive here. And like, if we knew that it would be an obvious, it would be too easy to answer the question. Okay. So we do not know. And I know, I know what your answers are because it depends on his happiness. And if he's happy. Yeah. Charles win their championship. Same. It was, yeah. it was kind of a hard choice. It, it is. But, I just can't live through personally. Yeah. And that, as I was thinking about it, because the joy that Charles would have great unmatched and there's just not the guarantee that Daniel would not be Miserable. sad boy again. Yeah. And I can't live through that. I know. And so, I don't want him to live through that. <laughs> no one wants that. No. Um, okay. Well, mine was who's more likely to win a world driver championship. George Russell mm. or Lando Norris. Ooh, it's tough. Cause it's so dependent on the car, but like if, if it's based on 
what's happening right now this season, which I know we're only a couple of races in, but I would say George. Okay. I would. I don't. I think Lando has it in him. I yeah. just don't think it's happening at McLaren. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I just. I wonder if George is if it's ever going to click back in with Mercedes again. Like mm-hmm. if it's ever going to. I know. Get back to where they were. I. But I think he's capable. I think even if he has a car that is on par with the other cars, George yeah. could could contend. Yes. Um. Also, I have another sidebar, please. So I was listening to F1 with DRS, which is Dak Shepard's F1 yep. podcast. Yep. And they were talking about the movement of like, if Lewis leaves Mercedes, yeah. where does he go? And I just thought this was very interesting. And I would like to lay this out for please. you. I think, and I may be incorrect here, but the way I remember it is Charles... I think they would say that said that Charles would go to Mercedes. And I, this is all just like yeah. theoretical and like what they would probably want to happen. Not really. But either Charles or Lewis goes to Red Bull, which yeah, I think I would prefer Charles yeah. to go to Red Bull, honestly, and watch him and Max compete. But anyway, and then so let's just say Charles goes to Red Bull. Lewis goes Ferrari. to Ferrari yeah. and Lando goes to Merck. Interesting. I kind of loved Lando going to Merck, if I'm honest. Yeah, I would prefer Lando at Red Bull. Yeah, I mean, I think that fits his vibe yeah. more. Um, I would just love to see Lewis and Charles as teammates. So I would love, yes, I would love Lewis and Charles at Ferrari. And maybe that's what they said. And they, where would Carlos have gone? I don't remember. But anyway, it was just interesting. And because uh, Alpine, cause this is Lewis's last contracted Alpine. year, right, with Mark. Yeah. And so yeah, they were just kind of discussing his options because it's like well what seat does he have yeah, i mean he's he's it's it's mercedes or bust in in, in my opinion like i think I there's know. just no other actually it's funny too because christian horner actually came out i think this week somebody asked him about you know would you ever like would lewis ever come to, to red bull or would you ever and he was like no yeah like, he basically was like that's not happening yeah which of course it wouldn't happen yeah but um from both sides i would imagine from both sides yes but i just I I if I was Lewis, I trust Mercedes to get it together more than I trust Ferrari to get it together. For sure. So that's why that's, I thought the the risk of him going to Ferrari seems too high way to too me. High. Yeah. Way too I high. I mean, if if they're not getting it together at Merck, yeah, it's with never gonna him, happen to Yeah, it's tough. Um anyway, I just thought it was yeah, interesting. It it is, I know. Musical chairs. I'm just glad silly season's a while from now. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Can't handle it right now. Though I don't just know. Got how nervous. Many, I don't know how many how much is going to happen, but we'll figure that well, out. Comes. It all really, in my mind, depends on what Lewis is going to do. Because if Lewis decides to stay, then I don't really think it's going to be that crazy. But if Lewis decides to either retire or go somewhere else, it's going to get wild, I think. Lewis to Haas. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Lewis and Gunter? Lewis and Jean. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to someone the other day and I was just laughing about how I love when Gunter has to call Jean and he's like, it's like he's being called into the principal's office. Oh, well, yeah, it's, but it's like, but he's calling the principal. Yeah. You know, like, like I have to tell you what I did. Yeah. It's like, oh God, I got, got to call Jean again. It's like, <laughs> sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now it is time for the very exciting um, segment, okay. which is F1 drivers as romance tropes. And now, we haven't talked about this. Like you and I have not discussed. No, our we choices. Have not, yeah. So, some backstory. I did this on TikTok almost a year. Well, probably like last summer as a little series, and it was kind of one of our very first videos to sort of take off on TikTok. But it's obviously become a bit of a theme. If you're on TikTok, you've seen other creators to kind of pick what romance trope they would assign to an F1 driver if yeah. a fan fiction was written about said, or not even fan fiction, like a normal book or like a movie was was oh, made yeah. about the We've driver some movies what would the what would the trope be now you might be thinking what is a romance trope i'll mm-hmm. throw out some just some very um obvious ones yeah. that people use a lot so friends to lovers yeah. is a big one enemies to lovers mm-hmm. is a big one i'm trying to think of some what what are some like rom-com movies that kind of have these um well there's uh the one that i like like um how to lose a guy in 10 days is like the sort of betting trope like they're both like in it for the wrong reasons kind of or like for different reasons and then end up falling in love spoiler alert um uh book slash show like bridgerton the first season Mm -hmm. is um like relationship of um like convenience or, yeah. or, or 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 like you know we're doing this like a fake relationship yeah. in order to like mm-hmm. but obviously they end up falling in love mm-hmm. um 
So any any rom-com or movie you've watched or book you've read that has some sort of romantic mm-hmm. uh, best friends to lovers. Yeah, there's always a um it, trope. It, it, yeah, it, it follows a very specific trope. And um so we decided that we would assign these tropes to F1 drivers. We each came up with our own lists and then we'll kind of just maybe I don't know if we want to like come to a consensus or if we just want to like just kind of discuss and banter. I think discuss and banter. Okay. And it, and it, that may lead to a consensus, but it's okay if it doesn't. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I don't care what order we go on, but I wrote them out based on the current driver standings just because it was easier. Okay, in my let's mind. just follow. Let's follow your list. Okay, so y- you can kick us off. You okay, can be the leader of of, of this. Wow, trade. yeah, that's fun. Um, okay, so Max, yes, I feel like this was obvious. Yeah, and but I, I got a little. Some of these I got really specific okay, on. Some of them some I, I couldn't really too. dive in. Okay. So I said, he's an obvious enemies to lovers, yeah. but the. In my mind, I pictured it as like a work adversary, like that you work together and you just can't stand him. Yes. But you realize that he's broken in some way because it, and like with his dad being sure. a troll monster. Yeah. And so it helps you because this is how I feel about Max. Like I have empathy and like I feel like some made up therapization of yes. his like state of being and like the fact that he he is the way he is on the grid because it's how he gets validation from his father which to be honest i like really hope isn't true because it's actually really depressing but is my theory and so i think that again that helps sort of shape this person's perspective and they realize how like what how his heart is whatever and then you know boom lovers you know who max kind of reminds me of in a fictional sense from a tv show can oh tv show Mm. tv show no alex karev from Grey's anatomy for sure which is like the guy's kind of a bit of an asshole he's a little bit abrasive when you first meet him you're like this guy's kind of a dick mm-hmm. but then he actually is very soft yes around like for alex it was like around kids yeah he's like very good with with kids and he has actually has like he's very sweet yes. but he he has stuff he's working through 100 percent. that to me is max yeah for sure because i think he like has a really great relationship with his sister. Yes. It seems like he does really, really well with Kelly's daughter. Yep. And he seems really sweet with Kelly. Yep. From, you know, obviously that we're all gaining this from like the internet. So sure. I don't have any like personal anecdotes about Max, but yeah. yeah no, he's a hundred percent enemies to lovers mm-hmm. though. For but sure. But Alex Karev is like a great. Yeah. I think that's comparison. like the, that's the, if, if, if Max was in Grey's Anatomy he'd be alex karev mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah um okay so consensus consensus yeah we, we we got there all right next so checo yeah Checo's kind of hard because i still feel sort of like really middle of the road about checo like i love him like fine i just like don't think about him in a romantic sure. trope no, situation and so i just said like brother's best friend okay i could also see like um best man at a wedding <laughs> You know, like you're the maid of honor. So you like spend a lot of time together. Maybe you're sure. bickering a little bit. Okay. No, yeah. so not enemies, but just like he's annoying. Sure. I said second chance. Oh, great. Like, you know him, like you knew him as a kid mm-hmm. or something. Or like you had like a, a relationship maybe when you were like 16 or yeah. something. And then you went your separate ways. Maybe you both got married to other people. Okay. And then when you're like in your 40s, you're both like divorced or maybe he's lost his wife or something like sure. that. I don't know. Again, yeah. This is all fi- well, fictionalized story. Yeah. And then you come together and, and, and you I see that each other. I like again. that. I concur. Okay. Consensus. All right. Next. Alonzo. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. Yes. I, I def- also like bad boy kind of. Yeah. I mean, this is like real enemies to lovers. This would, this is like, this is like in a, I can't think of a direct comparison to a movie or a show or a book or anything, but it's like falling in love with the literal enemy. Yeah. In a like in a I'm, I'm envisioning like a wartime <laughs> I don't know, like movie and it's like the opposition. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, like the sound of music. Yeah. I guess so it would just be, thinking about Ralph. Rolf in this yeah. Yeah. I yeah. The Nazi. <laughs> I mean, obviously Fernando isn't a Nazi that it's not the point. <laughs> I just want to be very clear. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I would say Rolf is the enemy in that dynamic. <laughs> in but that war times. But, the, <laughs> but, but the thing that we've had, I'm just picturing Rolf singing 16 going on, or Fernando singing 16 he runs around a green team. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a gazebo. Excuse you. Please. That is my fault. I had a big fascination with gazebos after watching the movie. So did you jump around on the bench? 100%. Yeah. I fell into a pond once because I was jumping around on benches when I was a kid. Anyway, but um, 
but the thing with that comparison is like she ends up not liking him like she likes him before she knows he's the enemy sure so I, okay I, I, so it's I'm, the reverse of that yeah it's almost yeah. like you you know you cannot like him mm-hmm. because you know he's the enemy but yeah you can help yourself yeah and i also think it gets to like maybe not in the same way but there is a soft side to him that no one publicly knows totally about. and that's you know somehow that comes to light totally does he have children no yeah. So it's not their kids. Um, but I don't know how, <laughs> how she figures it out or he, I don't know. Whoever. Yeah. Whoever's writing the book can decide. Um, but yeah, I like that. Okay. So we're, we're pretty much con- agreeing on all these so far. Okay. Carlos. Okay. I said, I could really see like a royalty, Ooh. um, maybe like an arranged marriage or like a kind of a Bridgerton, Ooh. you know, arranged I, marriage. I said, Carlos, I, royalty slash different worlds, like somehow. And, and so actually you could go either way because it could be like a forbidden love royalty situation where like he's supposed to get married to this girl, but he falls in love with this girl that he saw at the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, he like escapes the castle he's like in like a he's just like it's a normal moment you know so he's like yeah by like the fruit heart like Mm -hmm. in like a literally crying (laughs) and he sees this girl like picking out oranges yeah of course and he's like wow the most beautiful girl i've ever seen but he could just tell because she's in a very plain dress with her you know her hemp satchel or whatever he knows that they're from different worlds and his family will never approve but you know love conquers all i'm crying and i just know that like the his like security guard slash butler person is just so on his side and like really supports his like covers for him when he sneaks out to go see the girl verse it's kind of aladdin yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but but he's jasmine correct (laughs) for sure um that is so funny yeah if someone could write that i'd really appreciate it that is so funny well mine's not nearly as good and i agree with you 100 percent. but i just said best friend's brother yeah um kind of like i envision almost a um you like go with your best friend to like their lake house over the summer Mm mm-hmm and like her brother's home from college yeah and that's when you you're like who's that guy yeah, but the romance the no the the market the market the world and like it, it, it's, it's his hair <laughs> i'm sorry he's a prince i don't know what we're talking about he is a prince yeah he's spanish royalty yeah he is for sure period like and the moment i saw him in his chuck bass blazer i was just like I mean, in his previous life, he was royalty, period. So, and, uh, yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't always follow that, like, because in some fan fictions, they just take that, you know, the essence of someone, not their actual sure. career. And that's where I was going with this. I took the driver's personalities that, into account. Yeah. More and, than, like, for sure, his parents wanted to marry the um, daughter from the family, the rich arist- aristocratic family. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really like her. Like, they don't yeah, really just, get along. Yeah, it's they're like just like, boring yeah, they're just kind of like acquaintances yes. and she's in love with someone else too yes. so like it's fine she's actually gay Ooh, tricky and they're in it together <laughs> yes Ooh, <laughs> oh yes wow this is excellent okay so i can't write worth anything so if someone could figure this out wow i'm excited to read that book um <laughs> that is so good mm-hmm. okay your next one lewis hmm. fake relationship okay i and I went sort of in this, like, he is very, you know, busy. He's got a lot going on. And I, I actually, it was inspired by this book that I was just reading where this guy is trying to do a business deal. It's not, uh, not so meet cute. Did you ever read that no. by Megan Quinn? So basically this guy is trying to close a business deal. And in order to like make himself seem more relatable, he lies to the guy who he's trying to work with and says that he's like has a pregnant fiance and he doesn't have a girlfriend. So then he like runs into this girl who's also looking for a rich husband. So it's sort of like a, okay, yeah, well, arrangement. We, we'll, yeah, uh, this contract deal. And then, you know, obviously we can all deduce what ends up happening at the end, but I just feel like it could be, um, like in another world, just like a PR sort of yes. relationship. Yes. And to be, there's something about it. I feel like that sort of, now that I think about it, like the the guy in the dirty air book who is um kind of resembles Lewis's personality. Okay. 
she actually comes in as like, I think the PR person, it's not supposed to be like a fake relationship, but I can see someone trying to come in and like help with his image or like just make him look more, you know, relatable to the public because he's kind of gotten stiff or, you know, something in his public persona. Um, And then he's obviously like so annoyed by her, doesn't want to be around her ever. And then falls madly in love because obviously, I mean, she's going to be stunning, of course, obvious reasons. So I said my trope is secret billionaire trope. Mm, So like I'm envisioning because, you know, he goes on all these vacations where he's traveling to wherever and he'll go to some like small. I'm envisioning almost like a Thailand situation. Mm -hmm. He's like backpacking. okay, And um, he meets a girl, but she doesn't know who he is. She knows nothing about him. Mm -hmm. And she thinks he's just like this. He has like a satchel. Right. You know, he doesn't have anything he's very to up his the name. people when right. he's in Thailand. Sure. Right. And they fall in love. And then it's kind of a crazy rich Asians thing. Yeah. Where she doesn't know that he's from this really wealthy, rich family in Singapore. And so finally they they get together. And then he's like, um, I'm actually the way, a billionaire and love I'm that. super rich. Um, I'm down for that. I don't know. I like both of them. I okay. think they're both good. Okay. Grussell. Um, <clears throat> I said work colleagues kind of like okay they don't like each other but then they end up coming together kind of like your max thing. i just see like george in like a business work yeah situation mm-hmm. um and being very much one of those guys that's like talks kind of like well who do you think you are totally you like know? i know that if i had to do a class project with george russell we would have yeah. argued all of and the they time. butt heads because they both are type a and they both mm-hmm. want to be in control of yeah. the situation and then i'm envisioning almost like a late night at work they're up they're there till two, you know two a.m. working mm-hmm. on their project, and then that's when something happens, and they reveal their feelings for each other, and or or or, or have a moment where they let their walls down, yeah. and they reveal a uh, kind of like set it up, not totally, yeah, but like sort kinda. of like they they there's becomes this thing that like they have to do exactly, together. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what's, good. What's yours? Um, I said. I actually said like high school sweetheart slash second chance. Oh, okay. I, and maybe not even second chance, just like. But kind of, I don't know. George Russell just seems like very high school sweetheart esque. Yes, you know? yes. Big he found his guy. Mis- <clears throat> he found, found his misses mis- at fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not that he he actually did it, but yeah. in this fictional world, he mm-hmm. did. But I like the I like the office thing too. Yeah, I could see that. Works both ways. He's definitely an accountant or something for sure, or mm-hmm. like some sort of big finance firm in New yeah. York or something, or London, or- like hedge funds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lance Roll. Okay. So the billionaire part's kind of obvious sure. just because like that's just part of his life. But I said best friend's brother for this one. Okay. Because I feel like well, Chloe's awesome. Chloe's going to still be his sister in this fictitious world. Um and I just feel like maybe when he's at his like house and kind of chill, not that they live together anymore. I don't, I don't know, but that you maybe like, family like home get vacation. to yeah, like you get to know him a little bit better than just sure. like the annoying like little brother or something like sure. that you know and you're see a different side of a hundred percent maybe there's I a bonfire s- making, yes, making s'mores everyone goes to bed and you're talking and you realize you know it's, i don't know what you realize 3 a.m but, mm-hmm. and then you're like oh my god we're, we're, we're still talking yeah and maybe you have like you have like a little bit of chocolate on your face mm-hmm. and he wipes it off it's yeah. kind of an intimate moment maybe a little melted mallow <laughs> <laughs> and wow it's love mm-hmm. um i said fake relationship for okay. Lance I again kind of like a um kind of liked all the boys I loved before when she he pretends to be her boyfriend yeah. um <clears throat> something kind of like that where they again like don't necessarily think they're gonna like each other mm-hmm. because for whatever reason and then they end up liking mm-hmm. it could also be like a combo like it's the best friend's brother and she needs to pretend that like you know what sure. i mean like she's so desperate some, for yeah, some yeah. like her high school reunion or yeah, something, something like and she that. just like needs someone sure. with street cred sure. brings lance and is like well i actually really like this guy yes. and then chloe's pissed for a while but then she's excited that her best friend and brother fell in love exactly and happily ever after that's great yeah okay um charl okay so mine was charl is paired up with another driver so i might have to do a t- uh, my trope with him is like it includes another oh so it's a love triangle yeah would you like to go ahead and talk about sure. Trump here <laughs> <laughs> you fell in love with best friends yeah so my trope for Charles and for Pierre is a love triangle mm-hmm. because it's a good one I didn't actually have any love triangles but I think that's a fantastic I, one it just fits for many reasons one because they are best friends and mm-hmm. that's always a a trope you see in movies and shows sure. and books and whatever 
Um, but they also have two very distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. Charles, it's the safe, nice yeah. guy that it's this is okay. For those of you Taylor Swift fans out there, mm-hmm. the song The Way I Loved You. All right. Give that song a listen. That song is essentially all about a love triangle, kind of, where, you know, there's a guy that is the best guy. Her friends love him, her parents like him, but she misses screaming, crying, and kissing in the rain, 2 a.m., and she's cursing his name. Okay. Direct lyrics. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, um, and that is how Who's that about? I don't know who it's about, but, but I, that's what it is. It's like Charles, the guy that she, that the person's supposed to be with. He's like the, like the good choice. Pierre's just like the friend, but they're the ones that have like the, the passion, the fire. Yeah. Why does it always have to be like that? And I'm also thinking it's very much Dean, Jess, Gilmore girls. Ooh. Charles is Dean and Pierre's Jess. So in this world, are they best friends? They, yeah, they, they can't be, but I, I, I might ruin their friendship. That's the, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dicey. Yeah. It's, that's what I, I just feel like that really fits. And I love, I think love triangle is my favorite trope. Yeah, I do too. And I always like the bad boy, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Never like the Dean. Never like the Dean. Never like the Dean. I never like the the safe, obvious guy, even though he's like, that's the one you should pick. I think that's our red flag, our shared red flag. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah and you think maybe like when you're 16 or 17 of course you would like the um the dean the dean no no i I would say of course you would like the jess oh oh, when you get older you realize you should actually like the dean dean and jess are a bad example yeah well kind of but it's just so i mean it's just so clear like cut and dry like good boy bad boy yeah and like but dean's just boring not that Charles boring because I really no, no, no. love Charles. I, I, I didn't and, take it and that he's way. one of my favorites. Obviously, he is my favorite. But in this specific love triangle trope, um, he's just the vanilla, mm-hmm. and Pierre's the swirl. <laughs> Sunday, sure. He's mint chocolate chip. Yeah. Um. But you, you. So I'll do my. Charles. I'll do Charles, and then I'll do my Pierre as well. So my Charles is scared of commitment. Ooh. Because of his emotional trauma and loss. Okay, but is he? But I feel like he's not scared of commitment. This is a fictional oh, okay. world we're okay. living. I okay. mean, Carlos isn't a prince. Sure, that's very. Good. And he definitely doesn't go to markets. <laughs> um, that's such a good point. So it's like the the so annoying. Like meets the girl. You know, they love each other, whatever. And he just can't commit. And like that's the most frustrating part of it all. He is just a lot of like revolving door because it's sort of like his MO. It's like, he doesn't ever have a girlfriend commitment phobe meets the girl terrified. You know, it's like until about 70% of the movie or the book, they're just like butting heads because all she wants is for him to love her back. And he just can't. And then something big happens where she walks away and he realizes, uh, I've lost the best thing in the life in, in the last, you know, 5% of the book. He comes back. He comes back. They get engaged within moments and then they just move on. I'm envisioning like an airport running to the mm. gate. No way. I love you. Yeah. Don't I'm so sorry. To... I took this long to realize, but, and she's just like, one that could work for Pierre. Okay. Um, so mine is like Playboy holiday fling type, like one night stand situation like you meet abroad when you're on vacation with your family you meet him somewhere you have no idea who he is because again I, this is a american slash french boy like in real life I, I pictured the girl being or not in real life but in the book the girl is american okay has no idea what i mean formula race cars is. for her is nascar period doesn't understand the formula one exists she meets pierre maybe at a club or at the beach who cares doesn't really matter where they are his instagram photos party yeah maybe she's like cousins i live no because no one can know who pierre is then when he's in america for the gp i pictured it in austin she goes because it's like maybe there's a good concert or something that like for whatever reason she's decided to go to this thing and she sees him walking around and then they reconnect and uh fall in love i like that not that could be fun i like that and that was probably my most specific one (laughs) the other one i thought of for pierre is like a no strings attached oh yeah very much yes so, um, uh, or or you could pick Friends of Benefits, whichever sure. movie you prefer. I still just um, like love that Ash and, and Mila made the same movie with different people and then got together. I know, like they literally they, they joke about it all the time because it's like, well, then we decided to live out our movies and like 
you know, yeah. be friends with benefits, which we knew didn't work. Because I, I could definitely see yeah, Pierre being like, um, or you know, the fictionalized Pierre, yeah, being like, um, yeah, like I'm not looking for anything serious. I travel a lot, what, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, over time, mm-hmm. they end up falling in love. Yeah, congrats, Pierre. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, who's next? Botas. Okay, and I said best friends to lovers. Okay, for this one, okay. I could just see it being like, you know, chill friends forever. Like I've known each other for a really long time, very comfortable, and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets a mullet, and you're just like, "Wow, I love that man." <laughs> Could happen for sure. Yeah, I said, um, "An eat, pray, love" trope specifically. Oh. Um, if you've seen the movie or you know read the book, but in the movie, he's played by Javier Bardem, which mm-hmm. is the guy that Julie Roberts meets when she's on her eat, pray, love trip. Kind of just like love that a guy that's living kind of a very simple life somewhere. Um, and you know, he's maybe working, maybe he like runs a boat company or something that she does Mm -hmm. on her vacation and they end up hitting Like maybe he's the captain on her like sailing expedition for the day or something. Yeah, exactly. And they hit it off and, uh, the rest is history. He knows about this hole in the wall place with the best pizza. He's like a very simple man, lives a very simple life no frills maybe has a vineyard yeah it's not someone who really like gets in relationship like like lives in a very independent life Mm -hmm. but he finds this woman and and is all you know Mm hunky-dory great okay i love that um s1 ocon forced proximity (laughs) (laughs) do you want to elaborate well i don't really know what the scenario would be but i just he's got to have charm he does i believe he does yes and i believe that he has a great relationship with his family and i he seems like he's probably actually a really great boyfriend for me personally there seems to be a lot to look past and so there would be a requirement of a lot of time together yeah forced time sure and it can't be in an elevator for me because i would panic sure um so i don't really know where we're forced to be together yeah um, maybe there's like a snowstorm and you're stuck mm. in a cabin together. Yeah, or like there's the hotel had a mix up and like we're randomly in the same room and it's weird. Like it's a big suite, like sure. you know, because we're rich. So he has a room and I have a room, but like we have to. There's nowhere like else to stay. It's, it's, it's yeah, like a work trip and your colleagues and they they put you in one room. Oh yeah, which would be really unethical, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, we're like you know maybe we're lawyers or accountants and have you know it's tax season or we got a big case coming up and we have to stay to uh, you know like the set it up thing late nights yeah for sure for sure i said um he's this is a kind of specific trope he's like the guy that you ignored in high school like never paid attention to Mm -hmm. and then you like reunite you're like 10 like your 10 year anniversary Mm -hmm. or high school anniversary and you're like reunion reunion you reunite and you're like oh like who are you again like you don't remember him but okay. he remembers you like he's always liked you but you ignored him and then you hit it off and the rest is i like straight. that too yeah mm-hmm. it kind of works yeah kind of <laughs> um okay k mag is next do you want me to go or do you want yeah me? you can go okay so i said for this one like the sunshine grumpy um, yeah trope where he's just kind of the sort of hardened guy who's maybe gone through some stuff again maybe he's like a lumberjack or like totally works in some sort of i don't know fisherman fisherman uh, like a some uh labor, labor yeah. yeah job and he just he just beat down by society mm-hmm. but you're like the new girl on the job who's got this bubbly personality i'm yeah. saying you the character um and at first he's very standoffish and not interested but then over time Mm -hmm. he warms up to you Mm -hmm. because you're the sunshine yeah um definitely could see that and i actually almost put that one down and then for whatever reason i changed it to the one that got away slash different lifestyles which could sort of be the same like you could mix that in like for sure mm -hmm. i like that but yeah i could definitely see that the one that that got away is good like i it's he's he's like the guy you weren't really supposed to date in high school. Like your parents mm-hmm. didn't like you yeah. dating him, but he was always like a, a good guy to yeah. you. But then you, maybe he wasn't going to go to college. You went to college yeah. and you're always kind of yeah. about him and what could have been. And so it, it gets very like Noah and Allie from the notebook. Literally going to say, say that? that because it's like, he's like, okay, well I'm just going to like 
proved that I could be the best for her, whatever. And then he, he's a construction worker and she's remodeling her home. Exactly. It's it's the notebook. He can be. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's great. Way to sync up. Good job. Okay. Alex Albon. Friends to lovers. Okay. And I, I said best friends, little brother slash all grown up. Like you knew him in high school. You went away and then you came back like on, I don't know, college trip or after at some point you've come back on like for a holiday or something sure. and you run into him and he's he's not the dorky little brother anymore i said well, but so friends I, to lovers i said like too. he's your best friend in high school he's like the guy like, totally like your ride or die bff think like lizzie and gordo, gordo and lizzie mcguire if you, you know know that show or movie and you just never thought of him that way mm-hmm. but then eventually he admits that he likes you yeah and you realize oh wait i actually like him too yeah i just feel like he really gives off best guy friend totally vibes. like him and lily are besties yeah it's so sure, cute for sure i love them me too um yuki i said forced proximity but in a like he's the chef at a restaurant and you are the hostess or server or manager or something and he is like a really aggressive <laughs> chef and drives you nuts and at some point you find it really charming and fall in love with him i said the boy like that you like the guy that you like are annoyed with. I can't think of the specific scenario, but the guy that you're just always like annoyed with, you always dismiss. You're like, oh, he's so an- annoying. Mm-hmm. He's so like, you just never consider him. But then like something happens and I don't know what that something is where then you actually get to know him better. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, like I'm I'm almost envisioning it's it's like a like a bar situation or something. And you just you like you're the, the two that end up at the bar yeah and you have a moment yes. and you're like oh wait i'd never thought of you because i thought you were like the crazy kid yeah but there's more to you than meets the eye yes exactly <laughs> little ukes My little ukes um okay hulk okay um so i said for him too just even though he's like a married father but for the purpose of yeah, this, this fictional fake. i know all fake all fictional um like sworn off relationships one night stand wants like different like has no interest in relationship and then just like can't get the girl out of his mind and just Mm -hmm. like she you know she's the one for him yeah it's like some random whether it's like i could see the wedding scenario or just like a night out with like she's going out to like try and get her best friend to get over this guy and then she you know sees this guy whatever they hook up and then she's like oh he's such you know and they keep bumping into each other. Yeah. And then they finally go yeah. out and then they fall in love. I like that. I said, so for me, I feel like his trope, which is, it's, I guess, a whole thing. It's a Hallmark movie. Mm. He's the guy living in his hometown. Again, Christmas Street Farm. Man, yeah. Manual labor job. He is a single father. Yes. Um, And he's just focused on his job and his kids. Totally. And he's not looking for love. Yep. And the girl comes in again. She's like maybe she lived in the, the bed and breakfast. She's lived in a big city. She's maybe just gotten over a breakup. Her engagement's just gotten mm-hmm. broken off from her big city guy. Yeah. She moves back to her hometown mm-hmm. and she meets this guy. Um, yeah. I like that better. they fall in love. And, yeah. And... Uh, the rest is history. Yeah. I like Plus, I just feel like he would really fit in on a Christmas tree farm. 100%. Like, great Bundle flannel. Yeah. 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 Cozy vibes. 100%. That's good. Um, okay, Logan. I said Sunny versus Grumpy for Ooh, him. Okay. But again, this is based on, like, the very lot. limited yeah. knowledge I have of Logan. But I also added the caveat, too, that the girl hates his profession mm. because as an American, she does not understand the sophistication of Formula One. Sure. And not that, you know, but I, like her only understanding is what our only understanding used to be, which is NASCAR and the stigma on NASCAR. And that has like, she like was really thrown off by the whole thing. Yes. And then she, he finally invites her or somehow, I don't know, they end up making out a race. Yeah. So for Logan, I said stuck together in some hmm. way. And I think specifically like an elevator situation. Oh, like, okay. Something where, you end up maybe it's a snowstorm you get snowed in something to that effect Mm -hmm. where you have to you're forced to spend time and talk yeah and get to know each other and that's how you get to know him and uh because i feel like he's the kind of guy who's a bit more quiet a little bit more introverted takes some time to open up and wouldn't open up in a big crowd but when he's one-on-one with somebody he totally reveals himself reveals how he feels etc etc so that's that's kind of how i 
what I was thinking. I dig it. Okay, who's next? Uh, Joe. So I said again because he kind of he already is one but billionaire, secret billionaire. Yeah, for and sure. He could also be the, the prince. Yes, yeah, the prince one. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I could see him very much so playing that role. Yeah, like, for sure. But what, 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 whatever the trope is, he is having to sort of pretend like he's not as um, like rich or successful mm-hmm. as he actually is. Which, to be fair, he does that already. Like, yeah, he's, he I mean, we know because of, like... But it's per- nothing about him would give it away. No, we just know because it's, like, out there in the media. But, like, even even though he, like, dresses nice and wears designer stuff, he never comes off as this, like, super flashy... You know what it would be? In a bad way. I don't even know if he likes animals, but it's something, like, he volunteers at the local animal shelter. Ooh, yeah. But he's a rich, like, super rich guy, or he's a prince, or whatever. Yeah. And but the girl working there doesn't know. She's it. like the new girl who and just started. They yeah. Bond over their love of dogs mm-hmm. and how sweet he is with animals. Yeah, and like his dating style is very chill, like burger place or go, yes. you know, going to get sushi. Yes. You know, just random, like yes. very he normal. Have a hole in the wall, like, exactly. Knows like and like knows and all the owners. I was just gonna say everyone knows him, and yes. she's like, wow, he's. And then it turns out like his family is this like well billionaire conglomerate that also old. owns all the restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good story i like that one story yeah i've watched that movie too um okay nick okay kind of random but i just said best friend's twin brother (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to get more creative and i just didn't know what to say that's a good one i said this is so random okay i said he works at the coffee shop you go to every morning and he's just always so nice yeah and always ask you how you're doing and mm-hmm. what your day is like and you just and one day he just puts his phone number on there exactly i like exactly. it i like it that's yeah, good that just came to me so. that's actually how um two of my friends got together they're married now really? but yeah he was her barista for a really long time and oh my god now they're wed well there we go mm-hmm. shout out to tyler and kendall um okay oscar so I said, and this is kind of an interesting one for Oscar, because I feel like I know about as much about him as I know about Logan. So very limited. Um, but I said, best friends to lovers, but he's like completely oblivious that she's in love with him. Ah, uh-huh, so it's the opposite of mm-hmm. the one that I have with Alex. Yes. Okay. I like, like that. Hasn't got a clue. Yes. And, you know, she's had to go through him dating all these different girls. And she's you belong been with support- me, Taylor Swift. It, absolutely. Yeah. She's writing notes to him across yeah. the, maybe our neighbors. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm totally see it i said he's childhood friends to, to lovers so like oh. like your families were friends okay there's pictures of you as like babies together mm-hmm. you've grown up together kind yeah. of like um i'm blanking on the 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 summer i turned other. pretty oh the summer i turned pretty um yes. like like those type of vibes yeah you've been close for forever and uh and then you find out or then you realize you like him mm-hmm. something like that i don't know Does, has he always known um or is it new for both of them great yeah maybe new for both of them Mm. in my mind interesting yeah but their parents have always known sure um last but not least lendo which i can't tell you how sad i was when i was going through the driver's standings and lando is at the bottom dead last that i mean i know we're only two races in but that really broke my heart for him yeah i mean didn't have that latifi we we predicted him to finish best of the rest. And now he's going to finish. It's not too late. It's not too late, but <laughs> he certainly isn't there yet. No. Um, but so I said sort of like different social classes, again, sort of like they somehow come across each other in a very neutral setting. He's obviously rich. Um, I had a really hard time like figuring something out for him. What did you so say? I said, he's your little brother's best friend or your, well, it could go either way. Oh, best, Your friend's best little friend's brother. little brother. I I said because um, but I think I think you could you, you could little brother's either, best friend. Yeah, you could do either way. I, I actually I think little brother's best friends maybe a little bit bit Better. more fun. Yeah. Um, sneaky. Yeah, sneaky. Um, yeah, like you've known him for a long time because he's your brother's best friend. But it's not until you're like older and you're right. both older that and maybe yeah, it's like a summer vacation. You're both home from school. Mm-hmm. He comes over and you're like, whoa, like, yeah. when did you get hot? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. And then, but he's always liked you maybe because you're the older sister. Right, right, right. And, and then, you know, another slot. campfire and all that. Another campfire, another chocolate <laughs> on the face. And yeah, uh, I the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what of, of these tropes we've gone through, which one would you most want to be in? Who be in? Um, like with, the, with the big fan of the Carlos one. That gotta was say. so good. I really like that one. Um, and then on uh, probably most realistic is the Max one. Okay. 
the yeah. enemy. I mean, again, I, I like an enemy to lovers trope because I just think it's so blatantly see through, and I just think it's funny. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, mine's obvious. I would do the the love, love triangle. triangle now, who do you pick at the end? Pierre. Yeah, I mean, just checking. Yeah, and ultimately, you got to go with your heart because bad boys turn good. I don't know why I said it. Like, got a, got a little frog stuck in my throat. They don't always turn good. But, like, Jess got better. Yeah, for sure. I know that Pierre is going to settle down for the right person. For sure. And you're wonderful. Right yeah. I didn't say that because I don't want to jinx anything. But I'm a I think you could be right person yeah in this fictionalized version that we've created for ourselves oh, yeah that one, you're definitely the one of course of course i am duh so. um but you know all sound like great stories and all sound yeah I'm, and I'm also into the christmas tree farm with hulk you know <laughs> yeah they're I'm not all... a huge small town girly but like no. you know no no i think i think these are all great um ideas for stories I do too. if anyone wants to write them um they're and if, yours <laughs> yeah and if you um, have any ideas of which tropes you would assign to the f1 drivers please send us message on instagram and let yeah. us know what you would or what what your favorite one is which one you would want to be a part of yeah um so many great options wow i was literally I'm, i was a minute crying. ago i was like why are my eyes kind of puffy and like i was crying earlier because of the market and carlos crazy 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 um all right guys well that's our episode thanks for tuning in i hope you liked it hope you liked it um if you want us to do because we're gonna have you know some more episodes coming up where we don't have a race to recap um and we like doing episodes like this yeah. so if you have any like topic ideas or we, like we did get someone messaged us i can't remember who it was and apologies if it was you um but they messaged us they sent us the clip from the travis kelsey podcast mm -hmm. new heights where they were sorting football players into Hogwarts houses. <gasps> and, and I know that's been done. A lot of people have done that. That'd like, be fun. Other things, but that could be a fun, tiny little segment that we could do on some episode. Yeah. Cause I um, feel like we'd do that pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but if you have any other suggestions of things that we could like rank or do for other episodes, cause we, we want obviously to do the race recaps and that's about the race and what yeah, happened of in F1. But then we also want to make sure we're having like a good time, the fun stuff. Um, yeah, I, like I can't Mixing talk about technical stuff during the off weeks. No. You know, I got to talk about romance tropes. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, that's what you're here for. Yeah. So, yeah. Stick to what us, I know. Let us know. We got Australia next week. Are I'm you going to stay up? What time's the race at? 12 a.m. Midnight. Midnight. Uh, That one's not so bad. It's not so bad. I don't think it's so bad. So, but, so it's midnight on Saturday? Midnight on Saturday night. Oh, probably yeah i, I doesn't think i'm feel terrible no it doesn't sound terrible. um as long as it's not like super wet which i don't think it should be or like because that was terrible like though no. i can never do suzuka again no. not in the way it was <laughs> that was horrible <laughs> stayed up the whole time <laughs> fell asleep the moment the race started again no terrible yeah a lot I of think, trauma from that yeah so that'll be a good one we'll get danny rick back in our lives a little bit yeah some danny rick content which will be nice mm -hmm. um and we'll have another Great episode re recapping. Hopefully, uh, maybe a Fernando Alonso win if it's his 101st podium. Maybe so. But, you know, who knows? We'll yeah. See. And so the upgrades don't come this weekend. They come at the following Baku. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So another week of uh, maybe a tough McLaren experience, but uh, they're going to keep chugging along. <laughs> Good luck, Oscar. Your home, your first home yeah. race. Hope it goes uh, well for you. <laughs> and I feel so bad for Lando. It's rough out there. But what I do need is... Uh, Lando Daniel reunion. Oh, for sure. Which there will be Lando Daniel, Lando JPEGs. And we need yes, yeah, some JPEGs. We need the whole. We just need maybe a, a cheeky of... DJ set. Like maybe we'll go. You know, since Daniel's in town, like party it up. Yeah, yeah. Probably love not, it. but love it, love it, love Girl it. Girl dream. One hundred percent. Um. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.